Hey, Scott here. I'll be back soon with my regularly scheduled episodes, but today I wanted to shake things up and bring you a preview from a new podcast I've been enjoying and think you will too. It's called Come As You Are. On Come As You Are, educator and best-selling author Dr. Emily Nagoski answers questions about sex with the latest science. You'll get a modern guide to sexual well-being backed by groundbreaking research about desire, anatomy, orgasm, and much more. Emily shares inclusive and science-backed advice to debunk cultural myths and flip the script on everything you thought you knew about sex and sexuality. And like we do here on the Psychology Podcast, Come As You Are aims to help us all understand ourselves better in and outside of the bedroom. In this preview, Emily is joined by organizer, writer, and pleasure activist Adrienne Marie Brown to discuss why pleasure is the bedrock of our sexual liberation. Emily and Adrienne discuss how we can develop a lifelong practice of pleasure and how that practice can be one that leaves us feeling fulfilled and reminded of how good it is to be alive. Okay, here's the preview. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Hear the full episode and more from Come As You Are, wherever you get podcasts. I want you to think about your day so far. You woke up, and then what? Maybe you took a shower and paused for a moment to savor the sensation of warm water on your shoulders. Maybe you bit into a carrot and it was like you had never tasted a carrot before, an astonishment of crunch and sweet and earth and rain. Maybe you were waiting in line somewhere, and a song came on that just happened to be exactly the song that captured your current mood. And in that moment, you felt like the whole universe had your back. This is pleasure. Oh my god, I mean, so many things are pleasurable. Honestly, just laying down with my boyfriend in bed, listening to music. I love ASMR. At the beach, at the park, reading a book, just being in nature. Making ceramics or cooking or painting my nails and doing face masks, like pampering myself. What if every choice you made about your sexuality was about following that feeling, that feeling of yes. I'm Emily Nagoski. I've been a sex educator for over 25 years. I'm the author of two best-selling books, Come As You Are and Burnout. And my purpose in life is to help people live with confidence and joy in their bodies. And this is the Come As You Are podcast where I answer your questions about sex with science. Hi, Emily. Hi there. Hi, Hi. Emily. I'm going in because... I have a question for you. I have a question regarding sex drive. Orgasm. How can I increase my spontaneous desire again? So I'm just a little confused on that and... I kind of want your advice. I would love some help. I get questions every day from people all around the world, and they're amazing, important questions that deserve great evidence-based answers. So that is what I'm going to be doing on this podcast. Every episode, I'll answer your questions and bust myths and misconceptions about sex. 
But before we even get into talking about sex, we first need to talk about pleasure. Whether you're having sex with yourself, with partners, or not having any sex at all, finding your genuine pleasure is the bedrock of everything I'll be talking about on this show, and it's relevant to everybody. In my quarter century as a sex educator, everything I've learned can be summarized in one statement. Pleasure is the measure. Pleasure is the measure of sexual well-being. It's not about how much you crave sex, how often you have it, or who you do it with, or where, or in what position, or even how many orgasms you have. It's whether or not you like the sex you are having, whether it's genuinely pleasurable to you. And you can only get to pleasure if you know what pleasure feels like for you in many different contexts, and if you practice accessing it. And you may be saying, Emily, how am I supposed to remember what pleasure feels like in this post-Roe capitalist hellscape where our democracy is failing and we're teetering on the edge of climate crisis and totalitarianism? Good question. It's a question I've been asking myself over the past few years. No surprise. And to answer it, I've had to get really specific about what pleasure is and how to practice it. I've had to relearn my own pleasure pathways and reconnect to pleasures, small and large, in my own life. To help introduce the life-changing exercise of pleasure, I've asked for help from a pleasure activist, writer and organizer, Adrienne Marie Brown. Pleasure, it's not something that just happens to you in the same way like no one's ever just going to ride in on a white horse and scoop you up and take you off to love land, you know? Pleasure is a practice. Adrian's written half a dozen books, including this gorgeous, REM dream of a book called Pleasure Activism. My copy is highlighted, written all over, and filled with page markers. It is a practical and poetic Guide to Accessing Greater Pleasure. You ask in pleasure activism for readers to consider who taught you to feel good. Yes. What pleasure activism really is, is reclaiming our right to have pleasure and contentment from the myths of supremacy and oppression. And for pleasure activism, the lineage is really Audre Lorde, who was a Black feminist poet and organizer in 1978, She published this essay called The Uses of the Erotic as Power. And same thing, she really talked about what it means to be satisfiable and satisfied. Audre Lorde is the origin story of understanding the connection between pleasure and social revolution. I could spend hours talking about her work, but I'm just going to say, if you haven't read it, or honestly, even if you have, The Uses of the Erotic is on YouTube. Read by Audre Lorde herself. After you listen to this episode, take a break and give yourself a gift. Sit outside or lay in bed with your eyes closed and listen to Audre's powerful message. She has the best definition of erotic that I've ever heard. The erotic is a measure between the beginnings of our sense of self and the chaos and power of our deepest feelings. 
It is an internal sense of satisfaction to which once we have experienced it, we know we can aspire. Once we actually experience true erotic awakening, true yes, true living our lives to a full yes, it becomes impossible to settle for suffering. In touch with the erotic, I become less willing to accept powerlessness or those other supplied states of being which are not native to me, such as resignation, despair, self-effacement, depression, self-denial. It feels like she gave us this key that's like, oh, if you have experienced oppression or if you're experiencing oppression, part of what's been taken from you is the idea that you could be satisfied in this lifetime and that you could have contentment and small pleasures. There's so much about being a body in this world that Mm -hmm. trauma happens and life happens and oppression happens and then you reclaim yourself. And what does that mean? That essay, of course, is extremely important to anybody who does this kind of work, including me. I quote it extensively. Uh, And one of the most powerful things for me is the idea that erotic is not sexual. Erotic isn't even necessarily pleasure itself. It is aliveness. It's aliveness. As someone who is in the process of menopause and aging and disability and chronic pain, recognizing that the discomforts of my body, when I can turn toward those with kindness and compassion, patience, and a welcoming that acknowledges their passage through me, it increases my sense of like I'm alive. That sensation is there because I am alive, which yeah. is really good practice for me to recognize pleasure when it comes. That's right. To recognize its passage through me. It's my aliveness. <laughs> More after the break. That was a preview of Come As You Are, a new podcast from Pushkin Industries. Hear more from Come As You Are wherever you get podcasts.